Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pack One, Pick One. It's uh, just me, Flynn, this time, and I'm going to be doing an episode, uh, Sunset Show for War of the Spark, and kind of an introductory episode to Magic 20. have a, another video for this episode, which I'll hopefully do for many episodes in the future. I'm sorry I couldn't do that for Modern Horizons. But I'll be opening up my final three packs of War of the Spark and three packs of Corset 2020, which I won on draft recently. So stay tuned for that. First off, um, just going to be covering some more of the Spark stuff that I usually do for a set. So let's get like right into it. Say my favorite uh, archetype for War of the Spark would be Simic Proliferate. Uh, by the way, I know that the video isn't too exciting at the moment, because there's no openings going on, but I'll keep the recording going on for now, so that I don't have to turn it on later, and you'll still hear all the audio if you just choose to watch the video. Anyway, the thing, the rankings that I would have for the archetypes would probably be blue-black, black-red, blue-red, green-blue, blue-white, and then, I guess, green-white. And then the rest of the archetypes are just whatever. I wouldn't really... I didn't play them, so I can't really rank all of them. I only did so many drafts of this set. I would say the best play or draft moment that I had would be every single time that I managed to kill an opponent just by pure mill with Ashiok. It was surprisingly easy to proliferate him, them. And after, I'd say... A couple activations, they hadn't killed Ashiok, it was going to be game over. Like, they would be in a really bad spot. I love the card. Every time I got it, I would play it on purpose. I don't know, maybe that affected my win rate, but it was great. I'd say the worst play or draft moment from the set would probably have to be, uh, again, nothing specific, but just any time that a god was played against me because they were so stupidly hard to get rid of. I think that was probably the biggest design flaw of the format. And I guess also one time where I had forgotten in paper that my Dovin static ability would have prevented an opponent from casting a spell, and I would have won the game um, because of that. So I wasn't really a fan of some of those static abilities being gotchas like that. Say my favorite card in the set uh, for limited was Ashiok, and I guess a lot of the Planeswalkers for EDH, like Nico Bolas, thought it was really cool. Uh, my favorite cycle was the Uncommon Planeswalkers, and my favorite mechanic would be Proliferate out of the two mechanics in the set. And my least favorite mechanic, I guess Proliferate's my favorite, would have to be a mass, but I'm just going to go with whatever they you would call the fact that the gods could come back from basically anywhere unless they were discarded or countered. Like, they could... Go to Excel, come right back in your deck, kill it, goes right back in the deck. Stupid. So, yeah, you might have noticed, though, a bit of lack of content about War of the Spark on this podcast, and I do want to address that before I get too much farther into this episode, especially compared to other sets that I've done. I wasn't really a big fan of it in Limited, and I was very busy in the rest of my life, and I had very few opportunities to draft this set. So... I don't think I would have really liked it much had I done more drafts, to be honest. I just wasn't a fan of it. Um, it wasn't really the type of 
board states that I prefer, where there's like a bunch of planeswalkers on the battlefield at the same time, it's very difficult to evaluate and make those choices. I don't really like it. In general, I don't like planeswalkers in limited. I think that they're usually either useless or just they'll take over the game unless you kill it right away. So I'm not a big fan of those like sub games that they create. I know some people are. That might be a big reason why just War of the Spark did not click with me. So I do apologize for not having as much content on this set. I will do better, even if it's a set that I don't like. And I'll find the time to play it and give good reviews and make good content on them. So that being said, uh, I guess the other issue would be that the gods were just two huge bombs. I felt like I couldn't really do much with them. It was at least good I drafted Ashiok a lot. That kind of helped get rid of them, but it only goes so far. I would say mo there were just a ton of stupid bombs that... Maybe that's another reason why I didn't like the set, that whenever I would feel like I was finally doing something right and having a normal game, they would just drop a bomb on me, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to lose. Cool. I wish I could have been there to play Magic, but I was just there to be a punching bag. So wasn't too big of a fan of them. I like how Core Set 2020 doesn't seem to have too many disgusting bombs like that. Would say I do like, though, my favorite part of the set as far as mechanics go is that there were only two real ones, Amass and Proliferate. I like sets that don't have a ton of mechanics in them because I feel that they get more attention, they'll be more viable because they'll have more opportunities to support them if they're not spreading out their resources. So I'm a big fan of that. I hope they do more stuff like that. And Proliferate's awesome. It's an Atraxa EDH player. Great set. You know, as far as Commander goes, 10 out of fucking 10 if you play Atraxa. If you don't, forget you. You should be playing Atraxa. So, uh, I do want to say for draft, I only did play about... 50 games between Paper and Arena. I know it's not a lot. I've done a lot more for most other sets. I only had about 25 wins for 50% win rate, which is lower than most other draft sets that I've had, although I've played more games of them to get that rate up over time. So probably would have done better, at least a little bit, if I played it more, but I didn't like the set, and that's fine with me to not play more of it. Happily moving on. And yeah, speaking of moving on, let's just go right into Core Set 2020. This is, let's see, I have a bunch of uh, interesting archetypes. It's technically got a wedge theme to it. So the wedges are white, blue, red, white, black, red, green, blue, black, black, green, white, and red, blue, and green. And they are uh, colors that were prominently featured in Constarkir and also first featured in Apocalypse, I believe. So this is only like the third set in general that had any kind of theme with wedges, even if it's not super, super prominent here, like it was in Cons. Love wedges. I'm very happy to see that. And I'm very excited about this set. People say that cards like Risen Reef are some of the best. And I haven't gotten to play against or with it yet, but I'm hoping I'll get to use cards like that. I think that there are some pretty cool bombs here, though. 
the 7-6 Dinosaur for 2 and a black should not be underrated. So I'm going to go more into draft my win rates, games, and overall a uh, couple hot takes on Magic 2020. And my next episode, I'm going to be focusing all on that. And then I will revisit my takes in that episode towards the end of the format to see if my opinions have changed on any of the cards or on the format in general. But I hope all of you had a great pre-release. I know the set's been out for about two weeks now. And I know some of you, many of you, are going to be going to FNM tonight. I sadly will not be. I have other obligations. So please, though, have a good time when you draft. I hope you open up some great bombs. Go 3-0, 4-0, whatever at your store. Get a perfect win rate. And that said, I'm just going to start cracking some packs right now. I will do War of the Spark first. Let's see what we get. It's too bad that I couldn't have gotten a good video of my Modern Horizons box. For those of you that heard that video, it was pretty crazy. Maybe these packs will be? Who knows? Okay, we have Blind Blast, Loxodon Sergeant, Cures Dambreaker. I was a big fan of this card, to be honest. I like it. We have Spark Reaper. Okay, Forced Landing. Jaya's Greeting. This is a card that a lot of people, especially limited resources, they like it a lot. It's pretty good, but I just, I like the Dambreaker. I like the Proliferate, but right now it's toss-up there. We have Unlikely Aid, Aven Eternal. This is another card that they really like a lot. I think they would probably pick the Jazz Greening over it. Let's see. Sarkin's Catharsis. It's okay. You have Bloom Hulk. That's a nice card. I like this a lot. We have Cyclops Electromancer. It's the first uncommon. I believe that means we do have a foil in this pack. Awesome. We have Invade the City. Nice. Ooh, Tybalt, Rakish Instigator. The first playable Tybalt. It's two and a red for five loyalty. Tybalt, your opponents can't gain life. Is it static ability? You and a minus two create a one-one red devil with whenever it dies, deals damage to any target. Awesome card. I take it first. We have oh shit, we have a mythic. Never mind. Tybalt loses out. We have Finale Glory. It's X White White. For sorcery, create X two two white soldier creature tokens with vigilance. If X is ten or more, also create X four four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance. Cool card. Yeah, I would take that first. Very happy to get a mythic and one that I don't have yet. Awesome. Let's see what the foil is. No, oh, I guess they're uh, no foil. Okay. Oh, I guess the um. Some replaced uh, Planeswalker? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, moving on to our next pack of War of the Spark. Let's see what we get here. See, there's cards like that finale that are just... I'd love to play them. I'd love to open them. Hate having them played against me. Yeah, Battlefield Promotion. Nope. Crushed Descent, Chain Whip Cyclops, Charity Extractor, New Horizons. I like this card. Defiant Strike, Mana Geode, Thunder Drake, Charm Stray, Rascal's Finisher, 
Bond of Passion. No, that's a big no. Bond of Insight. No. Obnixilus the Twist. He twisted. All right. That's the pick right here. Two really good Uncommon Planeswalkers in a row. This has been a sick black-red deck so far. Well, black-white, so we'll take that finale of glory. This is three black-black for a five-loyalty uh, Planeswalker. Has the static ability of when an opponent draws a card, it Obnixilus deals one damage to them, and minus two, destroy a creature. Its controller draws two cards. Cool card. So far, the pick. Oh, what the hell? Two finales in a row. Look at that. What? Look at that. It's Finale of Promise. It's X. Red, red for sorcery. You make cast up to one instant and or sorcery card from your graveyard with CMC X or less without paying the arena costs. If a card would be put into your graveyard this way from exile, uh, exile it instead. If X is 10 or more, copy each of those spells twice. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, I guess I would take this. It's really cool, and I love big, bomby mythics and limited. So this is, like, right up my alley. Wow. Two finales. Two out of three packs. These are just random packs, so... Wow. What are the odds of that? See what happens in the final pack. Okay. Yeah, Martyr for the Cause. I do like this card, though. Contemptuous Plan is going to beat that. Blind Blast, Aid the Fallen, Return to Nature. Thund this is a card that should have been in Ravnica Legions. Thundering Saratak, Wall of Runes, Spark Harvest. Oh, yeah, I like that. Top of the Statue, Merfolk Skydiver. This is a cool card, though. I like it. I would also take it more than Spark Harvest. Most people would think I'm insane for it, but I like blue-green proliferate, and I would just fucking go for it. So, yeah, I'm all about that. Last tap plating. No. Heartwarming redemption. Up. Oh, so we don't have an uncommon planeswalker. And it looks like we do have a foil for real here. Awesome. So it's two red-white. Oh, sorry. Heart redemption. No. Not going to get it. Let's see what the uh, Planeswalker is. Oh, nice. I don't own this one yet. It's Tamiyo Collector Tales. It's two blue-green for a 5 loyalty Planeswalker. Spells and abilities your opponent's control cannot uh, cause you to discard cards or sacrifice permanents. Plus one, choose a non-land card name, then reveal the top four cards of your deck. Put all cards with the chosen name into your hand and the rest in your graveyard. Minus three, return a card from your graveyard to your hand. Awesome, I love this card. Beats the Skydiver. Who would have thought I'd uh, have another blue-green card winning that competition? And, ah, nice, a foil on the Godfair. Common, not going to beat Tamiya, though. That's for sure. Cool packs. Very cool stuff. Let's see what M20 has, shall we? We have Angelic Gift, Fortress Crab, Goblin Bird Grabber, Audacious Thief. I like this so far. Card draw is nice. Um, triggered abilities. Plummet. Agonizing Siphon. Frost Lynx. It's not elemental. It's not bad. 
We have Pack Mastiff, Soul Mender, Bloodfall Bones. Maybe. It's a good card. Yarox, Fenlurker, Barkhide Troll. Again, it's a good card, but I want to take it over the other three so far. We have, ooh, Embodiment of Agonies. It's a one black, black, demon flying death touch, zero, zero. But it enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each different, not different call, uh, number, but just different in general, mana cost among non-land cards in your graveyard. Cool, yeah, I would take this first. I love it. That's fun. You have an uh, emblem for Chandra. You have emblems and tokens of the set all have like new art for them, which is pretty cool. So, alright. Oh, sorry about that, everyone. Okay, there we go. Let's get the uh, camera back up and running. Yes, okay. Camera slipped there. Okay. Next up, we have Anticipate, Fire Elemental from Alpha. Inspired Charge, Octo Profit. Yeah, I'm on that at the moment. Mammoth Spider, fuck that. Blade Brand, Prismite, Metcaster Spider, no! Hate Spiders. I know it's bad gameplay, but fuck those cards. Befuddle, Murder, oh yeah. Wall of Summer, A Veil of Summer. Flame Sweep, I like that. Tormented Lich. Ooh, that's tough between that and Murder. Glint Eye Buccaneer is not going to get chosen. You have a Saltwater Cliffs. See, this is the uh, cool tokens. I don't know. It's a tough choice here between the Lich and Murder. I think a lot of people would take Murder. I really like the Lich. So, I don't know. That's a tough call. It's between those. I guess it depends how I'm feeling at the moment. Alright, we have one final pack for today's opening. Let's see what we get. We have Octoprofit, Lavakin Brawler. Okay, that's not bad. We have Barony Vampire, Greenwood Sentinel, Frost Lynx, Pack Mastiff, Soul Mender, Griffin Protector, Mind Rot. We have Foil in here, Captivating Gyre. It's not bad. Thought Distortion, Corpse Knight. Oh, look at that! It's rare Chandra. So Chandra in the set has a common, uh, an uncommon, a rare and a mythic planeswalker. This is the rare one. Chandra Acolyte of Flame. It is one red red. Four loyalty, zero. Put a loyalty counter on each red planeswalker you control. Uh, zero as well. Create two one one red elementals with haste. Sack them at the end step. Pretty cool card. I like that. And minus two, you can cast an instant or sorcery from your graveyard with TMC less. Uh, if it would be put in your graveyard, exile it instead. Cool, I'd be taking this first. And the foil is a Cloud Concealer. So I'm not going to win that competition. Involving Wilds, which will not be winning either. And a cool wolf token. Alright, so that about does it for this episode. I'm going to sleeve those up in a little bit. I want to say thank you all for listening to this podcast. Please share it with your friends, anyone you think may be interested. That's the best way you can support it. There'll be an episode. I don't know if next week, because I'll be away most of the week, but very soon. 
where I'll be going more in depth on Magic 2020, talking about draft and some of my uh, hot takes on the set at the start of the format. Thank you for listening and have a good time. Thank you. Bye.